we are going to start on the end times today we've been studying the creation the fall of man the promise the redemption and now we have what the end times or the renovation yes so hang on so and now we have the end times yes so the end times is a complicated subject and unless you know what you're talking about you will be misguided now the theological term or the actual term for this is eschatology now it's a study of the it's a part of theology concerned with the final events of history meaning what is going to happen in the future or the ultimate destiny of humanity as far as the bible is concerned the concept is commonly referred to the end of the world or the end times do you understand so the word means last and logy means the study of that is eschatology yes like i said it's a complicated subject and i'm not going to get into the, the theology of it i want each one of us to understand what is meant by what the word of god says do you understand so if you don't understand anything or anything if there's a confusion on anything you ask me and i'll tell you what i know from the word not based on the doctrines of the church or or the denomination what i mean by church is the denomination or something that is man made or do you understand yes the scripture has to support scripture but this is a complicated subject for example we have people on different aspects or different factions when it comes to when the rapture is some believe that the rapture happens before any trouble whereas the bible says the rapture happens before wrath some people believe that we will go through the wrath of god to understand yes so some people believe that it'll just work out doesn't matter what you believe yes it'll work out but it matters what you believe then there is the timing of the millennium there are people who thought maybe 100 years ago or 200 years ago that we were in the millennium we were in the rule of christ because the technology was advancing so much but now especially given the political climate and the social climate we know that the millennium is not now it's coming in the future yes so even the timing of the millennium is up for debate in eschatology yes so again in revelation of jesus christ that's the name of the book 
not revelations. There is not a multitude of revelations. The name and the title of the book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Singular, yes? Do you understand? Yes? So, if you even, like what I'm trying to say is that some people say it's a book of revelations. I have nothing against that. But the actual title is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I will say the correct thing. Whether somebody says the wrong thing or not, that's up to them. They could be more theologically advanced than me, but but this is the correct word. Yes, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes? So, in the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, in chapter 2 and 3, Jesus himself writes seven letters. What does that mean? Do you understand? What are those seven letters? Are they historic or are they prophetic? Or do they are they being fulfilled as we speak? Do you understand? Or is it a part of that? Or are all seven part of what we are right now? Do you understand? We need to understand this clearly. So this eschatology is full of this debates and all 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 kind of nonsense yeah so be careful yes so some people even believe that the seals in chapter 5 and chapter 6 are beginning to be opened in fact they have written books about it that for example saddam hussein i thought about this is a destroyer and he ruled uh, over Kuwait for five months. So all this you find parallels in the Bible, yes? Do you understand? But doesn't mean the seals are open. But does mean that the prophecy is cyclic. Do you understand? So things that happened in the past are a pattern for what will happen in the future. Do you understand? The four horsemen haven't started writing yet. But what they mean to us has already started. Do you understand? Because you'll find earthquakes, you'll find famine, you'll find rumors of wars. And do you understand? But again, you need to understand it by the word of God and what it means. Yes? Believe me, you will know when the force horseman starts riding. Do you understand? Yeah, when the seals are opened. Then, who are the 144,000? If you don't study the word of God, you will come up with all conclusions. There are some denominations even claiming that they are the 144,000. So, you ask them, so there are more than 144,000 of you, then what happens to the rest? Do you understand? You, you, do you understand? What I'm trying to say is that we must be very clear. We must be thorough with the Word of God. And we must be ever learning from the Word of God. We must not think that we are the masters of this knowledge. We must be ever learning. Do you understand? Don't get a, a doctorate in theology on the book of Revelation. You, that's wrong. 
Do you understand? You think you understand, but do you understand? Your understanding will depend uh, on how much you know of the Word of God, yes? And you can't put the Word of God in your pocket. Do you understand? Yeah, you can't put God in your pocket. You understand what I'm saying, yes? So, so this is what we're entering into. So, if you have questions, clear them up. Ask them. Clear up your doubts, yes? But I may not teach the whole thing because I have taught several points. But the important things I will teach you so that you know from the Word of God. And I will be supporting what I teach with the Word of God and explaining why I believe this is so. Is that clear? Yes? So repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, please give me a revelation of the power of the gospel today. From this day forward, may your grace be the foundation of my daily relationship with you. I declare that I'll be free from guilt, from condemnation, and from the performance mentality. I declare that I abide in faith, that I abound in hope, that I keep myself in the love of God. I will overcome all trials. I will persevere and develop Christ-like character by His power. Open my heart to see the hope of my calling, to know the inheritance that I have in the saints, and to understand the depth of your power at work in my life. Release upon me a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and enlightenment today. Lead me into an encounter with you that forever changes me and deepens my love for Jesus Christ. Illuminate the truth of your word as you prepare my heart to receive it. Amen. Amen. So, when we go through the timeline of what I've taught, you had the creation, yes, then you had the fall, then you had the flood, then you had the tower and the city in China, yes, yes, among other things, yes, then you had the call of Abraham, yes, then you had Sodom and Gomorrah, then you had the law which God gave, then after that you have the grace, what is commonly known as the grace, that is the fulfillment of the law through Jesus Christ's first coming. Now, this is often misunderstood, this word grace. Grace existed even before Christ came. God is gracious, yes? 
the actual term we use is the fulfillment of the law. And Christ could only fulfill that law and he gave, he fulfilled that and gave us the benefit of that. That is why we are more than conquerors, yes? Among other things, yes? Do you understand? The fulfillment of law through Jesus Christ's first coming, yes? He came first and now he's going to come again. And that is Jesus Christ's second coming. We're going through the timeline. And after he comes again, there will be a millennium. That is a thousand year rule of Christ. And after that, there will be a judgment. And in that judgment, your name better be in the book of life. Otherwise, you are going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. With hell, with death, with the devil, tormented. Do you understand? So, you better be, ha, be in the book of life, which belongs to Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And you better tell other people who are not in the book of life where they're headed and what the final thing is. The good news, the gospel is that all they'll have to do is what? Put their faith in Jesus Christ. Do you understand? Who shall be saved? Them that call upon his name. Do you, do you understand? Yes, I'm not going to go into that, but... Then after judgment, there will be a renewal of all things. Do you understand? Yes, that is in the book of Revelation towards the end. After that starts a new age. So, you clear, yeah, on the timeline. If you have any doubts, go through those videos, read uh, these videos again, yeah, and also what I spoke about on this, in this video. Yes, now... We are talking about eschatology, the end times. We must be clear on what we talk about and what we know as true. Yes? Now, go to Matthew 25. I'm reading from verse 1. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. We've been taught many things on this parable. But we need to understand the context in which it was written and what Jesus meant by this. Do you understand? The kingdom of heaven, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, yes? Shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That means these ten virgins are not the bride and they are not the bridegroom. They are part of the assembly of what is that comes with the bride. Yes? So the parable emphasizes emphasizes need so for watchfulness in the event of a long delay in Christ's coming. This is what the whole parable is about, yes? But you understand who the ten virgins are. They are not the bride. They are the accompaniment 
with the bride. Yes? Do you understand? Jesus told this parable to clarify further what it means to be ready for his return and how to live until he comes. We are taught that every person is responsible for his own her or his or her own spiritual condition. I can help you. I am sharp and sign, but you are responsible before God for your spiritual condition. Is that clear? Do you understand? Yes. So <clears throat> I'm reading this parable. Let's go to verse 2. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Go to 1 Timothy 6, 9 10. Five of them were foolish and took their lamps but took no what? oil with them. This oil is not the Holy Spirit. As I have been taught, to understand what I have understood, this is wrong because Holy Spirit cannot be bought and sold. Very clearly the Bible says that, yes? Go to 1 Timothy 6, 9-10. But those who decide to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in in destruction and perdition for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed through faith in the greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows do you understand now money is not bad but loving money more than you love god is bad is a root of all evil Do you understand? And the Bible says many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men. Do you understand? This is the, f- when you look at this parable, though you have been set apart, though you want to be part of the rapture or the resurrection, if you have the love of money, you will not be part of that. Is that clear? Yes? Go to Galatians 3.3 Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? So, it is foolish to begin in the Spirit and end up trying to finish in the flesh. So when you compare this to the parable in Matthew 25 of the ten virgins, you will understand what this means. Yes? Meditate on this. Let's go back to Matthew 25. I'm reading from verse 4. But the wise took oil in the vessels with their lamps, but the... Br- But the, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. That means what? The wise also slept. They said, oh, what's happening? Remember, Jesus went to pray and the three disciples who were closest to him, they slept, yes? 
Do you understand? So we don't know what what is happening. The Lord said He's coming back, but He's not coming back. So what's happening? Do you understand? Sleeping could mean many things, but here it means not having light in the. I mean, oh, not having. Wait, the lamp may be lit, but do you understand? Maybe you have no power. I don't know. Do you understand? I'm not going to go into that. Yes. At midnight, and at midnight, a cry was heard. This harkens back to the Jewish wedding. Yes. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. And then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, "Give us some oil, for our lamps are going out." But the wise answered, saying, "No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself." So obviously, this is not the Holy Spirit. You cannot sell the Holy Spirit. You understand? So, what this means, everything we'll get into later. I mean, not in this session or in the study. You, I want you to understand this is not talking about the Holy Spirit, yes? Because there were, there are other times the oil is mentioned that is not the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Yes. So, and while they went to buy the bridegroom cream, do do you understand? Hang on. So, I'm reading from Matthew four. To thirteen, um, and I'm on verse. Which verse am I on? I'm on verse ten. Yes, do you understand? Turn your Bibles there. It'll help you not miss when the Lord comes. Yes, you can be in the la la land and everything now, but that's not real faith. Do you understand? Yes, yes. So, and while they went to buy the bridegroom cream, and those who were ready went with them to the wedding, and the door was shut. So, that means they had gone to buy these things. Like I said, this is not the Holy Spirit. Yes, they had gone to buy oil. Yes, whatever that means. Yes, so. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Yes, that means you were supposed to have the oil with you. Yes, so when the bridegroom comes, you are ready. Yes, because when the bridegroom comes, he'll get you in and shut the door. Yes, and that door when it's shut, the Lord shuts that door, and no one can open it. Do you, do you understand? Yes. And uh, verse eleven says, and afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, "Lord, Lord, open to us." But he answered and said, "Assuredly, I say to you, I don't know you. Watch, therefore." This is Jesus now talking in the present tense to those people. Watch, therefore, for you do not know the neither the day. Know the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. 
It's true. Nobody knows the day or the hour. But you're called to what? Better watch. Watch and pray. Do you understand? Yes? Is it clear? Yes? So, the bride, bridesmaid, not the bride and the groom, were responsible for preparing the bride to meet the bridegroom. That's who the ten virgins are. This scene is apparently centered around the house of the bride to which the bridegroom is coming for the wedding festivals. Festivities, yes? Do you understand what's going to happen, yes? So these ten bride and bridesmaids or virgins were waiting to join the procession and they hoped to take part in the marriage feast. But when the groom didn't come at the expected time, five of them were out of the lamp or were, were out of the lamp oil. By the time they had purchased the oil needed, the extra oil, it was too late to join the feast. The procession had already left. In the professing church, as we see it, there are many who appear to be Christians but have never been born again. I've spoken about this in length earlier. As Matthew 13 says, there are tares among the wheat. Do, do you understand? I explain that in detail. When Jesus returns to take his place, to take his people to heaven, we must be ready. Spiritual preparation cannot be bought or borrowed at the last minute. Our relationship with God must be our own. I stress that again. Our relationship with God must be our own. It's okay to have me on speed dial, but you must have a relationship with God. And God has done everything. Because according to Galatians 3, 13 and 14, the Holy Spirit is promised. Do you understand? So, the Lamb is not, once again I repeat, it's not the Holy Spirit. It cannot be bought and sold or divided between people at their request. But here's the catch. It involves fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit as part of the Lamb. The Lord said, be the light of the world. Yes? Do you understand? Yes? So it's not, the oil does not mean the Holy Spirit, but that involves the Holy Spirit. Yes? Am I, am I clear on what I'm saying? Yes? So like I said, there are a lot of misunderstandings when it comes to eschatology. Even the Bible, if you have just a cursory glance at it, if you just read it for the sake of reading it or for the knowledge, there are expressions that point towards the end time that is confusing because they mean different things. Do you understand? For example, the last days. 
it can also mean the first coming of Jesus. Yes. To go to Hebrews one, one to two. This is God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by his prophets, and has these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he also he made the worlds. Yes, that's the first coming, yes? That is the last days, yes? Again, sometimes depending on translation, the wordings differ, yes? But you understand what I'm trying to say? When you say last times, it also means the first coming. Go to 1 Peter 1.20. And he indeed was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested manifest in these last times for you. Peter is talking about Jesus. Do you understand? Manifested meaning? Made present, yes? Do you want to made so that you can see, yes? Do you understand? That is talking about the first coming. Yes? So when you talk about last time, he's talking also about the second time. You're in 1 Peter, uh, one, 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 um, one, uh, Peter 1.20, no? Go to 1 Peter 1.5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Here, the word in English is again last time, yes? But this means what? The resurrection, yes? The second coming. Do you understand, yes? Do you understand why this is so confusing if you don't know the word? Do, do you understand? Because when you say last time, it could mean the first coming or the second coming. Last time could also mean the apostle, apostolic times when the apostles lived and the whole church age. Which we're living, yes. Go to 1 John 2.18. There are a lot more examples. I'm just truncating this so that you will understand this. Yeah, Little children, it is the last hour. And as you heard that the, la- that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Now, in the New King James Version, it is the last hour. Do you understand? He's talking about the last time, last days. Do you understand? Last time, yes. Now, when you speak about latter times, it's the latter year, last years ending this age before the millennium. Go to 1 Timothy 4.1. See why this is full of confusion if you don't understand. When you talk about last time, last days, what do you actually mean? You understand? 1 Timothy 4.1 Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. This is towards the millennium. Yes, this is towards the return of Christ. Do you understand? Yes? Yes? So what is latter years? Go to Ezekiel 38.15 or 16. I'm sorry, Ezekiel 38, 16. You can see, it says, You will come up against my people like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days 
that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me and I am hallowed in you, O God, before their eyes. You can cut the context when you read that later. Do you understand? God is speaking to Gog. Do you understand? So that latter days is when they all come against his people the israel yeah to understand now latter days is a future tribulation go to numbers 14 or uh, 2414 or or you go to daniel 1014 daniel 1014 like i said there are a lot of references i'm just taking some daniel 1014 says now i have come to you to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision refers to many days yet to come do you understand so this is talking about the future tribulation when you have latter day it's talking about the millennium like i said it could vary because of translations but you must understand Go to Job 19.25. says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. In the end, some version says, some version says latter day. So that is talking about the redemption of, by Jesus Christ causing the resurrection. Do you understand? So it's talking about the second coming and the resurrection, yes? We're talking about the latter days, yeah? Go to Hosea 3.5. It says, Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall fear his goodness in the latter days. Do you understand? This is after King David is gone. when his throne is occupied by Christ that is talking about the millennium do you understand yes i've given you enough and more examples but i'll give you some more in the last days that is the end of this age yes go to daniel 8:19 and he said look i'm making known to you what shall happen in the latter time of the indignation for the appointed time the end shall be do you understand yes code 2 timothy 31 says but know this in the last days perilous times will come do you, do you understand so 2 timothy 31 says but know this that in the last days perilous times will come now the last day is the resurrection because depends on the context yes go to john 11:24 john 11:24 this is when lazarus died
and Jesus is speaking to Martha. And Martha, sa- Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. So you need to know what you're talking about. The last days. Now, we are known for saying that we are in the last days. But what does that mean? When you go to Acts 2.16 to 21, it says, um, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Who's saying this? Peter is saying this. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall dream, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Do you understand? Yes? So in the last days, that is the tribulation period, starting even when, with what was happening, in the book of Acts. Did you understand? So you need to know clearly. Yes? So in the last days. Go to Micah 4.1. So earlier last days had to deal with a period. Where. The Holy Spirit came. The sun was darkened. Yes? Now this last days deals with the millennium. The period after that. But the same term is used. Yes? Now it, Micah 4.1, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, or the last days, that the mountain of the Lord shall be established on top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow into it. This has not yet happened. This will only happen at the millennial rule of Christ. Is that clear? Yes? So, again, when you talk about the last day, you're talking also about the day of judgment. Yes? Go to John 12, 48. John 12, 48 says, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken Will judge him on the last day. Said whom? Jesus. Is that clear? Yes? So this term, or this expression, we need to know exactly what it means and what the context is and what it's talking about. We can't generalize, okay, we are in the last days. Yes, we are in the last days. But what are you talking about? What is the context? What does the Bible say? We must be very clear, thorough, and ever learning from the Word of God. Is that clear? Yes? This is what, why you cannot have a doctorate in eschatology. You can study, study, study. You can be ever learning, but never learning. Do you do understand? Yeah. So, what we need to have is an assurance from God that as as we apply ourselves to the study of these things, God will help us. Yes, go to John fourteen eight. 
18. John 14:18 says, "I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you." Who's saying this? Jesus is saying this. So you will not be without guidance. Do you understand? You orphans meaning what? You don't have father or mother, but we have a father in heaven. and the holy spirit guides us through all these things so apply yourself to understanding the word of god am i clear on this yes it's not boring it's not tedious it's essential and vital for daily good living and overcoming do you understand so when you are when you see the things in the world you don't run to the bible and say ah oh, where is this word no no you see where it's all winding down to you see a pattern you understand what the prophecy says but you are thorough with the word so that when it happens you will know it is happening sometimes you will know only after it happens do you understand but it says we will all know at the time of the desolation we'll get into that later yes jesus said when you see this do you understand flee run that is a point that we all know do you understand when it's happening we will know not after it happened do do, do you understand we won't know before it happened but that is for another topic another session but is that clear we are beginning our study on eschatology and we must understand that and you can't go by what i say and meaning you cannot be spoon fed you have to read your bible even the scripture i have told scriptures i have told you go through that and go through my notes because there are a lot more scriptures and clear up any doubts do you understand you need to be thorough you need to spend some time be diligent with this amen amen let's pray we do not want to end this message of hope and love without letting you know that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.